What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We've got another big episode for you going through all the NFL games. And we'll also kind of recap uh, the college football season and give our awards. I know you're looking forward to that. You wrote a big article about it, and so we'll get to that as well. So how's it going, Papa Dude? Hey, it's great. What about you? Man, I'm feeling good. It's 70 degrees here today. I mean, Yeah, I know. Look at this. It's December. I got a short sleeve shirt. I got shorts on under this. I'm feeling great. And it's supposed to be even warmer tomorrow. So I know. Yeah, it's great. I feel like we've stolen a month and a half now of, of good weather. So we'll definitely take it. Like I say, it'll get down to like 40 for a day and then boom, right back up. So, yep. uh, you know what? I didn't have this on the agenda, but Jason, it kind of makes me think. Go Army, beat Navy. You wrote an article about this. I thought Army is a seven and a half point favorite, or uh, yeah, seven and a half point favorite. Looked pretty good. What did you think about that game? We'll co- cover that one real quick. Well, okay, let's do that. Uh, it's the only game in town, and it kind of brings me up to something else. But we'll we'll discuss this first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you just want to watch a pure football game, this is this is always a fun game to watch. Yep. Two teams identical in the way they play. You know, they're both option teams. They don't throw the ball. Navy's averaging 54 points a game, uh, 54 yards a game passing. Can you imagine that? 54. And Army's 93. Mm-hmm. Army's got uh, a little bit better running game. I think they're averaging like 311, probably lead the country in, in rushing yards uh, per game. Navy's right in there, 225, 230. The difference, I think, in this, you know, it's a seven and a half point game, and it rightly so. Army's schedule is a little bit easier than. Navy's yeah. overall because Army's an independent. So they can go out, you know, they played Connecticut, Massachusetts. Those are the two worst teams, you know, in Division One football. Yeah. Uh, they played Bucknell, you know, and I don't blame them. The service academies have got to do that. You know, they got so many defi- uh, things going against them in recruiting. But they also have some good wins. I mean, they beat Liberty. They beat Western Kentucky. Those are two good teams. They beat Georgia State. Uh, they played Wisconsin within six. So they don't just play pansies. I mean, they play some teams. Uh, Navy, on the other hand, have had, you know, they went through uh, Cincinnati. You know, they're in that conference with uh, yeah. Cincinnati and Houston. And so they play a better schedule. So, and, and they've been playing better down the stretch. They haven't won a lot of games. So they've been playing people close. Cincinnati only beat them by seven. In uh, about five weeks ago. So I think this will be a heck of a game. It always is. I don't think Navy's got the offense that can stay. They're, they're not as good as as Army is. But, you know, these two teams go up against this offense every day. Yeah. And and this is a bitter rivalry that's played the right way. Uh, I, I think Army's going to gonna win. I probably would take them plus the seven or with the seven and a half. But the thing is, when you look at the history, these teams are pretty, pretty tight. 
And uh, the other the other line is the over under was like a couple of days ago. It was 34 and a half, I think. Can yeah. you imagine that? But can you see a 17 to 14 game or a you know 14 to 10 even? Yeah. So. I, I agree. Russ says he's gonna he'll take the points with Navy and, and yeah, yeah kind of alludes to what he said, history of the game and huge the biggest rivalry in sports, in my opinion. Probably, yeah. Um without any any doubt. It's a special, special game. I'm sure everybody that's uh, listening or watching right now has seen it. But if you haven't ever watched it, watch it Saturday. Do yourself yeah. a favorite. Listen, we kind of saw Army Navy Monday night with the Bills in the in, in New England. <laughs> Absolutely. I never thought about that. That's, That's what it's gonna look like, folks. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot more enthusiasm, you know, I think. And uh yeah, yeah. Exactly. One thing I want to point out though, Aaron, if mm-hmm. if, if the if the uh, college football would get their head out of your out of their ass, instead of watching Army Navy Saturday, this is what we should be watching if we okay. had a 12 team playoff we should be watching the first round of the playoffs saturday beginning at 11 o'clock with notre dame against pittsburgh okay your five against your 12 with the winner to play uh cincinnati right okay then you got ohio state and utah with the winner of that going ahead uh, going up uh to play i'll stop real quick on that one that would be a hell of a game of course (laughs) Hey, Notre course. Dame Pittsburgh would be a hell of a game too. Go on. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah. Okay. And the winner of that would play Georgia. I, mm-hmm. That next game would be pretty good too, don't you think? Well, what the, yeah, I would say yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. You know, say Ohio State wins, play Georgia. Not a bad matchup in a semi. Yeah. You know, not a bad matchup. Right. And then you got Baylor and Michigan State with the winner going to play Michigan. Yeah. And you got Ole Miss and Oklahoma State. Hey, that'd be a hell of a game. And the winner of that would go up against Alabama. So what is wrong with these fools? What in the hell is wrong with these? And, and you know, oh, they had this big meeting about, well, you know, this is a little hard. We can't figure out how to do it. Then let's get some more people in charge of this. Yeah. It ain't hard. It no. is not hard. The, the, the thing is, uh, it's, it's hard and we don't know how to do it. We can't, we don't know how to structure okay. it. It's like. I've got an idea. Everybody stop and think for a second. Let's yeah. look at every division ever in the history of any sport. Completely. Whether it's Little League, you know, baseball, peewee football, mighty yeah. might football, uh, intramural flag football at your college. Yeah. They probably all have a tournament at the end of the year to mm-hmm. decide who the champion is. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's always been my funniest thing or the funniest thing about well, it. Well, the other thing is they go, well, we don't know what to do with the bowls. How about each one of these four games being a bowl? Right. Yeah. You'd sell it out. Yeah. You ain't selling them out now. No, no. You get Notre Dame and and, and Pittsburgh and put them in the Outback Bowl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever else you you had, uh, uh, Ole Miss and Oklahoma State. You know, put them uh, in the in the Citrus Bowl. I mean, it's yeah. it's very simple. Yeah, or the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very simple. Because think about this. Think about it from the Alamo Bowl's perspective, since that's close to us, right? The Alamo Bowl has Oregon, Oklahoma. Not not that's a better matchup than usual. But think about it. OU has no coach, and like six players aren't going to play. Uh, you know, Oregon has no coach. Who knows what's going to happen there? So you got that, or you have a playoff game. Which yeah. one would they rather have? Well, sure. Yeah. And then they go, so, well, if we do that, the, the other bowl games aren't significant. They're not significant anyway. And, and, 
and that's becoming more and more clear every year. Uh, and Russ, I'll, I'll throw your Outback Bowl thing up. You got a guy like Burks, who is, you know, the, the, one of the best players in the country for Arkansas, or not for Arkansas, but in the in the country, and, and, and obviously Arkansas's best player. Even though this means so much to Arkansas, it means so much to their fan base, all this stuff, Burks is not playing in the game. Yeah. Because it's it, it's not a significant game. <laughs> the, no. the act of making the bowl is bigger than the bowl, unless you're in the final four. That's, and that's, that's become, what it comes down to. You know, and that's becoming a problem, too. Uh, guys yeah. opting out of these bowls. I, I so much disagree with that. <laughs> it yeah. kind of shows you the mindset of some of these guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know they're saving them. They don't want to get hurt because the NFL, blah, blah, blah. What about your teammates? Oh, Burks is hurt. Oh, okay. He's well, hurt. he is, but I mean, it. it okay. Say he's hurt and he, he doesn't want to play, and I get it. It's happening everywhere. It's and that was just one example because you were commenting, but it's happening all over the place. These bowls, like I said, the act of getting to the bowl and Arkansas had a, a winning season and they made a bowl is bigger than the actual bowl itself. Like I said, unless they're in the top four. Or, I mean, in some instances, those big, like, you know, you know, Rose Bowl and that kind of thing still matter to those guys. But overall, it really doesn't. There's about four or five that actually matter to the players, uh, like the star players like that. So it is what it is. Um, You know what my argument's going to be, though? If the coaches, assistants, and head can, you know, jump ship right after and not play in the bowls or coach in the bowls, then the players should be able to do the same. I mean – and, and you know, before we, I know we get, let's make one more comment and get to the NFL. Uh, although this is this is what this show's about. Yeah, isn't it interesting now that you're hearing these coaches start to come out against this early signing period? Yeah, and it it's taken them two or three years to do it. Well, now I will say, and I oh boy, I hate to say this, but uh, our former head coach, the bitch out west, he always yeah. hated it. From yeah, the he first did. year, he said this is not right. It's not right. And I don't know why they're doing it. And it, it's, it's just set a whole new thing well, off here because yeah, uh, it should not, you should not have signed these players this early. This is, I don't, I don't understand why. Yeah, no, I, I totally, uh, I am totally. You know what I think it is, Aaron? I think it was because if you sign them in December, so, so many of these kids are graduating high school early so they can go to spring football. Yep. That's wrong too, but anyway, that's what they're doing, and that's that's why they did it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So they can enroll uh, after they commit, and and go ahead and enroll early. You know, screw your senior year in high school. What's that mean? Yeah. Well, it means a hell of a lot. And these kids are leaving. And the whole thing needs to be restructured. Yeah, exactly. I I totally agree, and I, that's one hundred percent why they are doing it. Uh, you know, you get them, you get them signed and then they're enrolled and then they're there, they're off and they've got a half year advantage over some that don't. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what's happening and, and it's caused, uh, you know, the, the, the byproduct of it is we're firing guys two games into the season. So yeah. as soon as that season's over, we've got our new coach, <laughs> you know, and that's, and, and to USC's credit, they did that. And then they got a guy they wanted before these other teams could. So yeah, that's exactly uh, what happened? All right, let's let's go on to some games here, Papa Dude. I know we <laughs> could talk, talk about that all day, and we will talk a lot more about college football after we cover the NFL 
uh, for you this week. So if you want, like the college football, yeah. And let me just throw this out for the guys that are sure. here because they're they're so knowledgeable, except for you, Curtis. But there's, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to say hi to Isaac. How you doing, Isaac? But anyway, we're 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 going to throw out uh, our coach of the year, our team of the year, which means the team that had you know the best overall year, uh, our Heisman Trophy candidates. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, what else we got here? The biggest surprise teams of the year. Oh, yeah. the biggest wins, single win of the year that meant the most. So kind of be thinking about that so you guys can throw out some of your suggestions too so we can discuss all of them. Yep, that's right. And we will definitely do that here in just a bit. But it is the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show, and we will talk about betting on this show as we always do. And uh, we'll kick it off with tonight's matchup, uh, which is, you know, you look at it on paper, the 6-5-1 and one Steelers, who just aren't real great, against the 5-7 and seven Vikings, who are just schizophrenic, to say the least. But it's just a huge game. Both these teams very much in the wildcard picture. Uh, the Vikings at home here, a three-point favorite. What are you going to do with this one, Papa Dude? Well, this is a really a fascinating game to analyze from psychological outputs here no doubt you've got a pittsburgh team this is their final stand probably you know they won a game last week they had to win mm -hmm. they got to win this one so uh, you, from a psychological standpoint you know this is huge for them if they can win this they're seven five and one they got a shot if they lose they're about done so what i'm getting at is they're going to give everything they got this game this is a seasoned team. They're not a bunch of young guys. They know what's at stake. And then what are you doing? You're going to play the Vikings. A team, sorry, Magic, that suffered the ultimate embarrassment. Mm -hmm. last they lost to the Lions. So they're going to go – I mean, they're, they're done. They're pretty much done in the playoff situation. So they don't have a lot to play for, but are they going to come out for pride – and try to make up for that on national TV against the Steelers. So it's hard to analyze this game. It really yeah. is. I look at it. I don't think the Vikings are totally out of it because you could go 500 and make the playoffs on that We've side. Seen, but their schedule is pretty tough. Well, one thing for sure, they're a thousand percent out of it if they lose. Yes. Like, I mean, they're not going to come back from that. It's tough to take a team as a favorite who just lost to the Lions. It is. You know? And the last three or four weeks, I've been picking these games a lot better, and I have I've stopped looking at stats and matchups and just logically <laughs> look at things. Quickly, logically, okay, Minnesota lost to the Lions. Now they're a favorite against a team that just beat the Ravens. I'm gonna take the Steelers plus the three. I mean, that's that's for me how that's easy this is. And that is very good logic, and it makes perfect sense. But this is the NFL, so and it's 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 hurt us a lot uh, this year. I for one think Pittsburgh is is going to win. I, I do. I I I've, I've kind of been with them more than most people. Have. I know they're not very good, but. Wouldn't you think? Don't you like Roethlisberger in this game? I kind of do. I kind of do. Well, we talk about that a lot. You, you take most quarterbacks over Kirk Cousins, right? It's just he's not a consistent quarterback. Yeah, 
the Vikings defense is the problem. You know, they, they struggle sometimes and they just can't win a close game. I just think this is uh, Big Ben's last stand. I think it's a lot of guys on that Pittsburgh team's last stand. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking uh, the Steelers in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers plus the three. Russ is right, though, when he says right when you give up on the Vikings, they win, and right when you buy in, they lose. So yeah. uh, I, I think I think he could totally be – he has been right all season oh, yeah. about that. So uh, Jason says Zimmer gets canned if they lose. I think he's hanging by an absolute threat. I agree with that, Jason. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think he they have some respect for him, and that's why they haven't let him go yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think uh, they're waiting until the end of the season because what difference does it make if you fire him now? You yeah, know? I, I agree. And uh, Isaac is going to go with the Steelers tonight as well. And I, we'll see what happens. I, I just think, listen, if if it was Pittsburgh minus three, I probably would say, okay, I'll take Minnesota at home with the points. But <laughs> Minnesota is a favorite. I just – and again – Russ, you might be right. I just, I can't, I can't take them tonight. I just can't. No, All right, I, let's move on to Sunday's games. Uh, talk about a last stand. Cleveland, this is the, kind of their last shot. They, it's a must win for them. They host the Ravens this weekend. Ravens eight and four, Browns six and six. <laughs> Again, Cleveland is a two and a half point favorite in this game after just looking awful against the Ravens two weeks ago. The Ravens did lose last week uh, on the road to the Steelers. <laughs> what do you think about this one? I don't know how the Browns are two and a half point favorite. Do you? No, neither. No. Maybe the people in Vegas don't watch the Browns like we do. I just don't. You know, I saw that. I, I thought it was wrong. I thought it would yeah. be the other way around. And I guess they don't have a lot of respect for uh, Baltimore. They have won a lot of games they probably shouldn't have. But that's the difference between eight and four and four and eight in the NFL for a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. It is Cleveland's last stand. And you got to take that in consideration a little bit. They've had, had a bye week. I read this morning though, where Jarvis Landry may not play. And uh, that one, the, his name starts with an N. I can't. Yeah. And a he's not playing. Yeah. I mean, so, what's so the it's, difference? You know, it's the same story. Same Every thing? game with the Browns, you get yeah. to Wednesday and it's like, okay, this guy's out. This guy's yeah. out. This guy's out. This guy has COVID. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a lost year for the Browns. Yeah. I would not take them to win. Uh, they're at 21 and a half team points. I don't think they score 21 and a half. I don't think they score. Well, I know they will score that, but I don't think they score 22. Yeah. That's the line I've been taking with the Browns and been cashing. So I'm sticking with it. I, the game's a toss-up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I like your bet. I think Browns under 21 and a half makes a ton of a uh, ton of sense. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore plus the two and a half here. I, you know, they're coming off a loss. Listen, I think Baltimore might be the worst eight and four team I've ever watched. They are so freaking bad, but somehow they find a way to win close games. And last week they didn't. Um, this week I think they do. I, I mean, I'm a Brown supporter. I just don't – I don't see – Well, how about this? If they'd have kicked the extra point last week instead of going for two, they may be nine and three. They pretty much – that was a very, very dumb decision. And we kind of talked about it on the Monday show, and we laid out why. And, and I want to be clear, even if it worked out, I would have said that's a dumb decision. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, if you're playing Tom Brady and you're afraid – you're going to lose a toss and he's going to get the ball and you're not going to get a chance. That's one thing, but they had been stopping Pittsburgh 
all day. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, Dennis says, someone knows something about Baltimore, though. The team total under is heavy juice under 20 and a half. That's interesting. It is. That's very interesting. That's a good point, Dennis. Glad you brought it up. And if that's the case and they, they don't get to 20, then obviously, well, I, shit, Dennis, I still don't know if the Browns can beat them. That's the thing about it. I, I don't know. It was um, 16 to 10 two weeks ago. That's right. It, and uh, let's see, who said that? Yeah, Russ said game was so ugly last night. Oh, Russ, it was it was so bad, so bad to watch. All right, let's move on. I think this was a little bit tricky, okay? The Jacksonville Jaguars are 2-10. and 10. I know, they're they're terrible. They go on the road to play the 8-4 and four Tennessee Titans. The Titans have not been good since Henry got hurt. Titans are 8.5-point favorite in this game. We talk about this a lot. Anything over 7 in the NFL is a lot. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think about this one? Are the Titans going to cover? Well, they should. Um, Jacksonville's just been awful yeah. the last couple of weeks. Have they tossed it in? I don't know. Um, eight and a half. Early in the week, the team total on the Titans was 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is now, but I got it at 27 and a half. I'm going under. That's the line I like. I don't know where they score 28. even Because Jacksonville, their defense is not too bad. They've just had trouble scoring. And that's why I, I don't give Jacksonville a chance. Tennessee's had a couple of weeks. You know, they've had had a bye week last week. They should cover that. But I, I wouldn't bet them. I'd, I'd take the under 27 and a half in this if it was me. I like that as well. I'm, I'm with you on that one as well. I, I do have the Titans covering here, minus eight and a half. I, I do think they will. And you kind of said it. Had a week to kind of recuperate. And now they're looking at the standings, you know, not maybe not the division, but trying to get up there, trying to get a high seed, maybe even the first seed. They still have a shot. They're looking at it and they're going, we got to win. We got to get this turned around. And this is a perfect time to do it against a yeah. bad team. So I will take Tennessee. I think the game's a little tricky, though. I would mm-hmm. I would definitely, uh, you know, watch out. And uh, it's still at 27 and a half, uh, right. according to Dennis there. So, all right. Move on to this one. A lot of points here. Uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs square off. Chiefs got the best of them in a big way the first time they, they matched up there in Vegas. Now they're in Kansas City, and Kansas City is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Kansas City still is not that flashy team that we've seen. But, boy, they moved the ball pretty easily against the Raiders. What do you think about this one? Well, it's, it's, it's Vegas's last stand, too, pretty much. So if they've got any pride about it, if they've got anything left, they've got this is their pretty much their last stand. If they lose this one, they're pretty much out of it. So I think they're going to bring everything they've got. Um, the best bet has here been the last few weeks is take Kansas City underneath their team total because they're not scoring points, but Vegas still keeps putting them up there. And then that line is nine and a half, and a lot of times they don't they don't cover, you know. So, again, the last time I I got them early at 28 and a half, their team total. Mm-hmm. I know they scored 41 against Vegas out there, but they the Raiders played just god-awful. The other line I kind of like was Vegas is at 19 and a half. You know, that's kind of a low total in, in the NFL. Um, I, I would go Kansas City at 28 and a half. That nine and a half kind of scares me, Aaron. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it does a little bit just because the Chiefs just don't seem to beat people all that bad. I, the one thing about the Chiefs, their defense has, has still been playing good. I know they're playing shitty teams, but they're stopping them. And, yeah. you know, the Raiders are coming off a, a pretty ugly loss, in my yeah. opinion. I'll take the minus nine and a half of the Chiefs. I, th- I think they're going to cover in this one. I think the Raiders are about done. So <laughs> got to give Isaac here a little prop. <laughs> yeah. So Isaac, Isaac is a huge Golden State Warrior fan. He says, don't mean to change the conversation. Uh, if Curry from the Warriors needs 16 more threes to pass Ray Allen's record. How about that? I think he's going to get it. Don't you? <laughs> I think he is going to get it. Isaac, it might be this week. <laughs> uh uh, Papa, Papa, dude, it's at 30 and a half oh. now for the Chiefs. Yeah, well, that's I, I don't think they get 31. I may be wrong. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Saints and the Jets. We're talking the the, the phrase, I should say, last stand. It's kind of be coming up a lot. I think yeah. the Saints, it starts right here, right? Or right, five and a half point favorite on the road against the Jets. Jets, listen, they're, they're at least – a team this year they're at least they're not just an automatic win uh like i said five and a half point favorite for the saints what do you think here are they going to go up there and cover this i'm going to take the jets i think the jets are going i think i'll take the jets and the points i i I just don't like new england with the way they're playing right now they've lost five in a row yeah are they going to turn it around you know they're just barely hanging by a thread in the playoffs, and I say still got a you know one more loss. I think they're pretty much out. Yeah. Although eight and nine may get that last spot in the NFC. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in an upset. Yeah, I'm going to go Jets plus five and a half. I, I I think they I think you're right about that. I I I think if the Saints win, it'll be a close game. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Dennis, who's a big Saints fan, says don't break my heart, Papa dude. I agree with you, but don't break my heart. <laughs> Uh, Russ thinks the Saints will pressure the hell out of Wilson. I mean, every team does, and the Saints probably will do the same. You're right yeah. about that. But the Jets, they at least have a pulse. You know, they at least have a pulse. And that's that's that more than we could say about them, you know, the last couple of years. All right. Dallas, Washington. I think this is one of the biggest games of the weekend for sure. Yep. Dallas, eight and four, Washington, six and six. Those pesky, pesky Washington football team, man. Mm-hmm. They just are in close games and they win them. They're not that good. Dallas comes in a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm very curious. I think that's a dangerous line. Where are you going with this? Oh, I do too. And and uh, this is a, a rivalry that goes back a long, long time. It's a big rivalry that people don't – or they forget, I think. Uh, you know, these two teams are so far apart. As far as geographically, you wouldn't think this would be a huge rivalry, but it is. They've always been in the NFC East as, uh, through the years. These two have battled each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is one of those scary games. Uh, you you hit the nail on the head. Dallas is better than Washington. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. But these are games Dallas don't they don't they don't win these games. They're in the past. They've not won these games. Um, Four and a half is pretty tricky. Uh, I like, again, I'm looking at these team totals. Dallas 27 and a half. They got to score 28. I don't know if they do that on the road. I don't know. That would be what I would take. And then I think I would take Washington and the points. I think this is going to be a good one. I do too. And I'm with you. I'm going to take Washington plus the four and a half. I just think that line is dangerous. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, I just don't. I don't trust Dallas enough to go up there and, and if they maybe they win, but I think it'll be 
kind of on the struggle bus a little yep. bit and, and trying to, yeah, you know, barely pull thing. that thing out. Here's another thing. Mm-hmm. If Washington wins, they're only a game behind. That's right. Dallas and Dallas doesn't play well under pressure. Yep. And, you know, like four weeks ago, I made a comment on, on my uh, review of the week. I said that Dallas would have the division locked up by Thanksgiving. Well, guess what? They may not win the division if they lose this game. Yeah. So we'll see how they do. The pressure sometimes for them is immense. So we'll see. They don't, they don't uh, handle pressure too well. This is a good point. Does Dallas finally has all their receivers back, yeah. though? Be careful. Yeah, that could make a big difference for sure. I, I just think, well, I, for me, it's more of just Washington's just a really scrappy bunch, and I think they'll keep it close. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You're right. The Dallas with the win here is in really, really good shape. Well, so. I tell you, I don't, I don't like flash in a game like this. You know what I'm talking? I don't like flash. I want somebody to get after you. Yeah, I don't right. think flash is going to win this game. Especially, yeah, especially on the road in a game, uh, you know, that's going to be played outdoors. Uh, it, it uh-huh. be interesting. I don't know what the yeah. weather is. Uh, the weather. Probably not bad. Probably not bad. 48 and sunny. So yeah, that's not pro- too bad uh, coming into that one. All right. The Falcons and the Panthers. We won't spend much time on this one. Two teams that are both, I guess, sort of still in this thing with a win. Uh, both teams at five and seven. It's, it's at Carolina. Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. I took the Panthers here. What do you think? <laughs> I haven't even thought about this game. You know, there almost everybody's still in the in the playoff hunt in the NFC. You know, there's only about four teams that, that aren't. Yeah. Uh, these two, of course, the winner still has a shot. The loser completely out. Just strictly going with the home team. Yeah. That's what I'll do this one. Yep. And Falcons, the last time they've won a big game, that's been a long, long time ago. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that really constitutes as a big game this weekend, but I mean, it kind of does. The winner can, their coach can go in the locker room and say, we're still in this, you yes. know, and the loser's pretty much done. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to another one. Two teams that are kind of done here. Seattle, they did get a win. He predicted last week. He said they are due to win one of these, and they did. They beat the 49ers in an upset. This week, they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites on the road to take on the Texans. The Texans without Tyrod Taylor once again. Um, they're pretty lifeless when he hasn't played. What do you think? Well, this is a dumb statement, but I like the Seahawks' chances at making the playoffs at four and eight rather better than I do either one of the winners of that game ahead. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, if they win this five and eight, I would put them above a six and seven Carolina yeah. or Atlanta. Uh, don't you find this one kind of tricky? I do a little bit. The eight and a half kind of scares me because Seattle doesn't score very well, although they did score 30 uh, last week. Yeah, I don't think I would bet that eight and a half. I really don't. I think I, I, I just would be afraid. So I think they're going to win, though. How about this? The Seahawks <laughs> will win in overtime by two points. Isaac says. So there you go. That that's that's a that is a very Isaac. Specific... Uh, Isaac still amazes me. Yeah, very specific prediction there. Uh, Dennis says he likes the over in this game. I kind of do too, Dennis. Forty-one points. The bad yeah. teams can score points, especially when weather isn't a factor. Um, yeah, I think Seattle wins. I think it's tricky. I think you could just say pass. There's a lot better games you can bet uh, oh, yeah. this weekend. 
This might not be one of them. The one ten and one Detroit Lions. That's right. The one ten and one Detroit Lions. No respect. They go on the road this weekend to take on the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are a ten point favorite in this game. Boy, it's a lot of points, Papa Dude. A lot of points. Yeah, I think we need Magic to pick this one for us. He's our our Lions expert, if he's still listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Denver played pretty good last week, didn't you? In uh, yeah. Well, no. They I did. mean, other than their quarterback, yeah. yeah they, they played they hard. They tried. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are they going to be a little bit flat for this? That's the thing. Should be. <laughs> that worries you. Uh, I. He says Rams team total under. Lions. Lions, Lions I mean. Um, yeah. I, I tends too much for me. I don't think they beat them by. I think they win. Good uh, teams win. Great teams cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put the Lions in the points. Uh, I can't. You can't do that. Those words come out of my mouth. So I'm <laughs> going to just skip this game completely. Well, of course. I'm skipping it, but I had to bet that. Give my Isaac says uh, the Broncos will win this game and win by a lot. Uh, All right. And then Magic said, hard to match that same intensity. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it, Magic. All right. Let's move on here uh, to a game that is pretty big for the Chargers, which means they usually lose it. Uh, So (laughs) the Chargers will host the hapless 4-8 New York Giants. Chargers are a 10-point favorite in this game. They're coming off a monster win over over Cincinnati. Chargers are back in it here. What do you think? What will happen this week with the Chargers? Well, this is game. If they win, they they got a huge leg up on the playoffs. Yeah. And they're still in the division hunt because they play the Chiefs next. Yeah. And they've already beat the Chiefs once. I'm given all of these reasons why the Chargers should win this game. And I I said last week, and I'll say it again, I am never touching them again. Never. (laughs) Never. Them and the Bengals are off limits. Okay, having said that, no way they cover. I go the Giants plus 10. <laughs> I, listen, I'm going to stick to logic and reason. <laughs> Chargers minus 10. You can't do that with them. <laughs> you just can't. Chargers minus 10. This is a huge. They have to win. Listen, well, I'm not, I think they'll win. Yeah. I don't think they'll cover. If I'm a Chargers fan, I'll take 17 to 16 as long as they win. Uh, and that's oh, sure. and I would be nervous. Yeah. All right. Huge Spe- game. Speaking that listen, this is another one. Yep. Speaking of games that are just freaking huge. Huge. Cincinnati gets pounded by the Chargers. Had Cincinnati last week. Mm-hmm. Now they're an underdog against the 49ers who just lost to Seattle. I know. San Francisco comes into Cincinnati, uh, and San Francisco is a one and a half point favorite. I couldn't believe that. I, I've got Cincinnati again. I'll roll with them plus one and a half. Well, uh, they were, Cincinnati was the favorite until this morning, I think. So I'm Maybe. wondering if if the news of Joe Burrow and his finger is really starting to scare people. That could be. Yeah. He did not practice again uh, yesterday. He did not practice. So that could be. Uh, of course, when you got a hurt finger, you don't want your quarterback out there taking snaps. Yeah. So don't read a whole lot into that. Um, 
this is a monster game for San Francisco. I think even more so than uh, the Bengals. Well, maybe not. The winner, the winner of this one is going to come out of it in good shape because the 49ers will go to seven and six and they'll kind of separate themselves a little bit from all of those jumbled up mess teams in the NFC fighting for last, last playoff spots. Yep. The Bengals are seven and five. They need this bad. If they win, they'll stay in there with uh, the Chargers at eight and five. Mm-hmm. And they can still put pressure on Baltimore to win the division. Yep. So they've got two ways to get into the playoffs, while the 49ers only have one. You know, they've got only the wild card. They're not going to win their division. The Bengals have got two things to go there. And if Cleveland can beat Baltimore, they would be tied. So this may be the biggest game of the week as far as playoffs. Yep. It, so it how in the world do you pick this one? This is a tough one. Uh, if Burrow, play, Burrow plays, Burrow, I would bet them all day long. Mm-hmm. But they're the Bengals. So, so Russ has Bengals money line. Uh, I like this idea. And if you can do it, this might be yes. the way to do it. Uh the Burrow factor, this is from Dennis, the Burrow factor uh, scares me. What about waiting until they start, uh, do a live play once you see Burrow for uh, first two drives? And, mm-hmm. and Because the other thing is, okay, they announce he's going to play. All right, he's playing. We're going to bet him. Yeah, but what if he can't throw the damn ball? What if he can't take a snap? What if he's, you know, fumbling? Mm-hmm. He doesn't look right. You don't want to bet him in that situation either. So maybe betting this one live does make the most sense until it, you it- really see. Right. If he can't throw, he ain't playing. Well, that's they're not, true. They're not gonna play him. Yeah. They got they still got they still got four games left after this one. They're not eliminated from anything. They lose yeah. this game. If he goes out there and hurts the finger or whatever it is, even worse. They're not uh, that's their season's over. So they're not gonna risk that. Um I think maybe, you know, if you really if you if you want to bet before the game starts, 49ers are twenty four team total. I would go under that. Yeah. I don't know if they score 24. I think this is going to be a really good game if he plays. I, you know, this is a pressure pack game for them, and the Bengals don't play well under pressure. So, interesting, interesting game. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Jason Holmes says uh, Shanahan is a phony. Garoppolo sucks. He's picking the Bungles. Uh, and this is interesting. I didn't know this. Mike Singletary has a higher win percentage with San Francisco than Kyle Shanahan. That's wow. I did not know that. I didn't either. So Isaac people says, don't sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Ingles win this game by 10. All right, Isaac. I'm writing all these down, by the way. Uh, I'm going to get you next next time you're on here if you're wrong. Uh, so Kyle Shanahan's a great coach because his last name's Shanahan, you think? That's what I think a lot of people think. Plus, they made the Super Bowl. I think that always helps a little bit as well. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, other than that year, they've been a little sketchy for sure. Yeah. And they they blew the Super Bowl. They had a shot to win it and blew it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Lockett and Metcalf ha- had a big week uh, for against the 49ers, and now you got Chase Higgins and Mixon. That's going to be tough too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to the final two games of Sunday. This is my upset special, and, and I'll explain why. But I'll let you go. You go first. The Bills go on the road to take on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, a three and a half point favorite. Um, this is a this is a really good game. I think it's gonna be really good. Uh, what are your thoughts before I give mine? 
Well, I just wrote the article, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. Did you know? Now, it's widely considered throughout football that the Bills are one of the best teams in the AFC, right? Yeah. They're in seventh. They have the seventh seed right at the moment. Yep. In the playoffs. That's the last seed. And if they lose this game, and let's say that the Chargers, well, let's say all of the seven and five teams like they are win. Yeah, they're out. They're <laughs> in big, big trouble. And they've still got New England still to play. And and let me jump in real quick. Okay. If they lose this game, they're mm -hmm. two back of New England. Right. So the division is pretty much maybe out well yeah. in knowing they have to go to new england yeah again. yeah so they're only then uh of course to get into the uh, playoffs would be the wild card yep if they lose this game so i'm i i, I think i know kind of what the angle you're looking at this is another last type stand it's not a last stand but it kind of is a last stand. it is yes as okay. for as good as the new england's playing this is a big time game for them no. they have to win and do you know, I looked at their stats, and I, I'll see if I can find those right quick. When I, I was looking at their, their, like their offensive stats and stuff, this doesn't sound like a 7-5 a, uh, and five team. They have outgained their opponents. 370, they're averaging 376 yards a game, the mm -hmm. Bills are. Their opponents are averaging 272. That's a hundred yards difference. Yeah. You're only giving up 165 yards a game uh, passing. And they're seven and five. This doesn't add up. Yeah. Something's screwy with them. I don't know what it is. They scored six points at Indianapolis or at, at Jacksonville, mm -hmm. 15 against Indy. See, that's another thing. They don't have the tiebreaker if they finish tied with Indianapolis. Yep. And they're seven and six. So this is huge for them. They have got to win. Now let's look at Tampa. Okay, what are they playing for? They've already got the division locked. The up. number one seed is that's, now that's their only the goal, game. right? That's what they're playing for because they're four yeah. games ahead in the division. Right. You know, they could play a junior high quarterback and win one more game to win the division. So they've got that locked up. Right. So psychologically – What's who would you look at? You would look at Buffalo, right? Yeah, psychologically. Yeah, yeah, because Tampa can they bring the necessary uh edge that you need to this game to beat a really good team that has to win? So I think that's probably where you're looking when you're when you're going with the Bills, right? Yeah, you, you said it exactly right. The Bills are too good of a team to find themselves at seven and six. And not only almost out of the division, but kind of almost out of the playoffs. I mean, I still think they can make it, but they're, they're out on the outside looking in. Yeah. I'm taking the Bills plus the three and a half. Well, the I other like thing the is the fact that I, I'm getting points with the Bills. Mm -hmm. I think if they lose, it is going to be a very close game. I think they're going to win outright as well. I, well. I just think the motivation for the Bills is there. Um, Last week was just a fluke type game. They could not play their game whatsoever. Right. They had, uh, even though the win was kind of crazy, they had some really questionable play calls in that game. Like, it's like, just throw it and try it. Like, what do you have to lose at this point? They wouldn't do it. Uh, I think they come back with a win here. I really well, do. 
what you saw last week was a masterful job of coaching by Belichick. I told Samich, he got off Magic Mike, and him and I were talking background. I said, don't bet the Bills. I said, this is going to come down to fundamentals. It's come down to little things. It's come down to running game. And if that's what it comes down to, there ain't no way the Bills are beating the Patriots. Well, it's not going to happen. He won that game right off the bat when he went for two. I agree. They chased the Why in the hell didn't Buffalo go for two? Yeah. What the hell was – what What did an extra point mean in that Nothing. situation? Yeah. Makes no sense to me. You know, this is what I don't get about the NFL college. Mm-hmm. You got 97,000 coaches. None of them were over there saying, what in the hell are we going for one for, coach? Yeah. Go for two. Yeah. He won that game right off the bat. He knew from years and years of experience it was not going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah. So they got the break they needed right off the bat, went right down and scored, got the two-point conversion. You got the other team in a big hole right there. Why didn't I tell you? Did you watch it? You didn't watch it, Monday? And I told you right off the bat. I said, take the Patriots in this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so- we, did. we did. And uh, so I, you throw that game for Buffalo. You throw that one out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because that favored the, the Patriots Yeah, all the way. Yeah. So, so I'm like you, the line I like in this one, I, I don't have the guts to bet against Brady. So the line I like is the over under. I go under 53 and a half. That's the right. line. Well, I think this can be a good game. And I think this is a good rule. John White has told me this a hundred times and he's, he's broken the rule a few times and he, Oh, he gets so mad every time. Jason says, I told myself years ago, bet on Brady or pass. So even though it's close, I'll pass. Yeah. That's a pretty good thing to do. <laughs> I, get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go down to the Bears and the Packers. Bears are awful. Packers are not. <laughs> Packers are 12.5-point favorite here. I think it's just a debate of will they cover this. I think they're yeah. going to win easy. What do you think? 12.5, it's, it's always a lot. I usually skip these kind of games. What do you yeah, think? Line's too high. It's a big-time rivalry. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bears are going to play hard simply because it's against the Packers. If it was anybody else, I don't think they would. Yeah. Well, I think the line's too high. I would stay away from it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I would try to find something else. Maybe go over that 43 total, perhaps. That, that yeah. can make a little bit of sense. Uh, I, I wouldn't play the 12 and a half one way or the other. Uh, all right, final one, Monday night. We'll talk about this one right now since we've got a little bit of time here. The Rams, who uh, got a big win, they got back into the win column last time, uh, or, or last week, I should say. They go on the road to take on Arizona. Uh, Arizona minus two and a half. They can, listen, the Cardinals, if, with a win, not mathematically, but pretty much can wrap up the division, which would be incredible. They'd have a three-game lead and also would have beaten the Rams twice if they yeah. win this game. Can the Rams get the upset here and keep their division hopes alive? Well, of course they can. Uh, the question is, will they? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're as good as the Cardinals. Uh, you know, they just don't have the record that the Cardinals have. Uh, it's going to be a good one. And you're right, the Cardinals can pretty much seal the deal yep. with the win. So two and a half, I like the Cardinals. Again, it's a big-time game for the Rams, not so much for the Cardinals. They got a little bit of breathing room. They're not in this situation very often. We've said that a million times. They've been coming through and winning. Yep. Murray's healthy. I'm going to go the Cardinals to cover. I'm going to go the Rams. I'll, I'll go the other way. I think the Rams get get the job done this time on. I'll take Rams plus two and a half. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's more of me. It's just like, I just, I just can't see it being, you know, what December 13th and the Cardinals already have the division locked up. I just can't see that. I can't logically think like that. Nope. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals uh, or I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to go Rams in a mild upset here. Kind of keep those division hopes alive. Uh, this is a huge game for them. You know, they've yeah. lost some games they shouldn't have lost. This is a game, at least according to Vegas, they shouldn't win. So it'd be nice for them to kind of make up uh, one of those mm -hmm. bad losses and get a victory here. So they, they really need it. I think they're going to get it. I'm going to take the Rams. All right. Let's go on as I will transition now to let's see if I can pull this up. Here we go. Go to racingdudes.com slash sports and pull up your most – oh, boy, I, I posted all these football games. Hold on. Let me find your – there it is. The awards for college football. Papa Dude uh, wrote, a, wrote a, a very good article. You can find it now. I kind of scroll down and show you there on Dudes Who Bet Sports uh, – or on, excuse me, racingdudes.com slash sports. Uh, kind of our uh, season-ending war, uh, war, year-end awards for college football – We'll start with coach of the year. Your your pick was uh, Luke Fickle. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So you want me to talk about it? Yeah. I just think that under the pressure of of that whole thing and him get him through it, thirteen. I mean, these other guys are fully uh, worthy of the award too. Just going undefeated under the pressure they were under and all of the uh, expectations they faced before the year ever started. You know, I, I just I just gave it to him, but I certainly agree with your pick too. Yeah, uh, and, and Russ looks like Russ agrees with you. It's got to be fickle. Okay, hear me out on this. No, I got you. I went Jim Harbaugh. Okay, fickle deserves it. Totally agree. If he gets it, that's great. You know, taking a a non power five school to the playoff is incredible. But most people thought Cincinnati would be 11 and one. Maybe, maybe we, we won't go as far as 12 and 0, but most people thought Cincinnati would be a top 10, top 15 team. Other than Papa Dude, nobody thought Michigan would even be any good. I remember our first show we ever did, or maybe it was the second one we talked about that, Papa Dude, and people were laughing at you. Well, Jim Harbaugh's got Michigan in the playoff. And not only that, they're, they got a shot to win the whole thing. So for me, I took Jim Harbaugh. I think he's the coach of the year. I can't disagree with you. I mean, he, he was under tremendous pressure. And yep. uh, by the way, on that pick that everybody laughed at me on, I got, I've been doing a little research just for the hell of it. I may write another article on these days. <laughs> okay. I, I had yours, mine, the AP, uh -huh. the coaches, Phil Steele, Athlon, and Lindy's. I, I looked up all of their preseason top 25s. Uh-huh. You're looking at the only person that had Michigan in the top 25, right? There you go. There you go. So, but listen, to my point, they all had Cincinnati in the top 25. They right? did. And that's a very good point. And let's look at these other guys. Um, yeah. And again, you guys argue with, I mean, I, I, I like to get going. I see uh, Dennis made a uh, comment up there about the uh, committee that I like too, that might look at. But anyway, Dave Aranda at Baylor. How could we argue with him? He went two and seven the year before. Yeah. 11 and two. That's a yeah. pretty good turnaround. Nobody gave Baylor a shot. No one, by the way, had Baylor in their top 25. No. Uh, uh, Tucker at Michigan State. Uh, that's a pretty good coaching job. No one had them in their top 25. Now I'm going to give you a shout out, Aaron. Okay. 
you are the only one of those uh, publications and, and things that got Houston in their top 25. You had them. So cool. In the top 25. Yep. And uh, then the guy at uh, Pittsburgh, I'm not even sure if I spelled that right. Uh, <laughs> I think I did, but I may not have. I didn't. I was going to look that up and I didn't. Anyway, Magic doesn't edit these. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but what a job he did. Did anybody okay. see that coming? No. Not no. me. So does anybody else have anybody? Uh, Russ has got a really good – you know, Martin had Baylor at 25. There you go. Martin, you need to petition the AP and get on the poll next That's year. That's right. I, if you want me to, I'll add your name to my petition. <laughs> well, I've already sent them, but they've already sent me it back. Not only no, but hell no, you dumbass. So that's so kind of, I thought that was kind of rude, what they said. <laughs> Okay, well, what we got here now? Well, Russ says, uh, how the hell does Kirby Smart get SEC Coach of the Year after doing what he should do every year, beat these, and what he's known for doing, losing to save? I totally – how does yeah, he? Me too. I, I would think – I mean, Pittman, uh, Kiffin. Yes. <laughs> you know, those uh, two guys would be the top Oops. two guys for me. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Yep. Well, Heifel didn't win enough, but – well, I he won seven. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying yeah. he's the coach of the year. Uh, it's either Pittman or who's that the guy you said? Uh, Kiffin. Pittman. Pitt, uh, Kiffin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be Kirby Smart. Dudes. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 So I mean, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Nick didn't get it really. But <laughs> well, I was going to say if you're going to go that way, Nick Saban should have got it over over Kirby Smart. I mean, my God, that's ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Uh, team of the year. Now, I want to be clear. This is just like, not like who who's the best team right, right. now. Or it's yeah. like that had nothing to do with it. No, who's the team that just had a really really special season? Basically, well, I guess a couple, one of them, kind of does have to do with what they did. But yeah, but how can both, you, we how both can you agree? Argue? Cincinnati, kind of all year, it was just a really special season for Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's any argument on the oh you could throw Michigan I guess but yeah. the thing with Cincinnati is uh, no group of five team has ever done what they did yeah now they've gone undefeated and I guess Central Florida's got a little bit of argument that one year that they were so good maybe Boise State but this team was marked from the beginning mm -hmm. to do what they did and it's a special team and a special season there's just no question about it Michigan I think solid second don't you oh yeah yeah. Michigan, you still throw in Georgia. You know, they, they, the, the, they the entire football yeah. season was up based around Georgia. They did lose. They got a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah. Obviously, Alabama. And I'm glad you mentioned UTSA and Louisiana. Yeah. Two teams from the little little schools that just had one loss. Really good year for them. Yeah, and you never heard of either one of them, really. Right. Yeah, and exactly. You could have thrown Baylor in there. They're worthy. You know. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Oklahoma. No, wait, just kidding. All right, Heisman Trophy candidates. Uh, you know, listen, I, I want to be clear. My, if, if, if it's a bet of, hey, who's going to win the Heisman, it's going to be Bryce Young in Alabama. Mm -hmm. But if it's who would you vote for? Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's my vote. Yeah, question is, had had Alabama gotten beat by Georgia and they didn't play very, and uh, he didn't play very well, who would have won? I think Pickett may have won it. He might have. Um, boy, it was a year where who knew? I mean, there was no solid candidate all year long. Yeah. And usually there's two or three. Uh, 
I, I thought going into the last week of the season, there was no way Bryce Young would be the Heisman. I thought he'd get stomped in that game, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what he they deserves it. Yeah, he does after after that. Yeah. And the bad, sad thing about it, he's back next year. <laughs> so yeah. Pickett, he's, he has really climbed up the charts for the pros. Yes. The season he had. The guy at Cincinnati, cool hand Luke, just very calm, does what he has to do, not flashy. You know, he's he's solid. Uh, the Ohio State kid is very, very special, too. Yeah. You know, and he's back. And the, uh, I put – I got that wrong. Kenneth Walker played at Michigan State. Uh, I may have known somebody that went to Pittsburgh's name was Kenneth Walker. I don't know. But, oh, yeah, he's, nice. he's pretty good. And you can add that running back from uh, Michigan. He came on in those yeah. couple of games, uh, Haskins. And then that, they had two, that other kid. So, yeah. you know – other than that, I really can't think of anybody. Yeah. To throw in there, can you? No, no. Uh, I, I. The more I watch Kitty Pickett, the more I'm like, yeah, this kid is really, really good. And again, he's not on a team that's very good either. So, uh, I love it, and I, I, I loved him all year long. I, I, I can't wait to see what he does does in the pros. I think he's yeah. going to be really, really good. Yeah. So. Uh, Dennis says, I know this isn't horses, but I love Aaron's horse racing end of year awards. Uh, yours are always great to read, by the way. Why don't they have a claim of the year? Ooh, that's good. good. They should that's have a claim good. of the year, Dennis. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah, end of year awards. I'm trying to think. Usually I put in a bunch of dumb ones, don't I? A bunch of, like, stupid no, answers. I think I do. No, they're good. Usually Magic does, like, no, that's the Eclipse Awards. Uh, Magic will do a thing, and I'll, I'll just put the dumbest shit. I hate the Eclipse <laughs> Awards, so I'll just put, you know uh, – Trainer of the year, Kelly Von Hemel. Every year I vote him on, you know, it's just dumb stuff. So, all right. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, you go with Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, and I went uh, with the dude from uh, Georgia there. So, yeah, no, no argument. Either, either one of those. The kid at Baylor is special. Yeah. He is special. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I no, I I vote Broberg for uh, owner of the year in zone athletics for owner. Yeah. Of the year. Yeah. yeah. How about this one? Okay. Wins wins the most races without getting caught cheating. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. God, who would that be? Well, that could be a lot. I don't know. I I can't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go on to the biggest wins of the year. Your vote, and it definitely was a good one, Cincinnati over Notre Dame. Well, the reason I picked that was we wouldn't be talking about Cincinnati if they hadn't won it. And that's why I picked that. I thought that was the the biggest win that had something to do with the playoffs. Your pick is the second one, or it could be the first one, too, when it comes to the playoffs, because we wouldn't. Well, I don't know. Alabama may have been the number four seed if they got beat. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, Dennis says uh, didn't cheat or didn't or have speculation of cheating. That's very few. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati over Notre Dame certainly is deserving. I mean, that was a, mm-hmm. uh, a defining win of the season. I picked Alabama over Georgia because it really shook up everything. Yeah. Every everybody had thought this is when this was a Georgia team that was be- like minus. 200 to win the national championship right. before this game, right? I mean, they were heavy, heavy favorites. Nobody can beat Georgia. 
for Alabama to beat them, I thought that was the biggest win of the year. And also, obviously, gets Alabama into the playoff as well. Right. So yeah, yeah either one of those. And the third one, uh, Michigan over Ohio State, huge. That has to be – I mean, that could easily be somebody's as well, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. And then the others. I, I really couldn't think of another – I mean, the Baylor win over Oklahoma State was huge for Baylor. Yeah. And really have national championship uh, ramifications. And then Utah schooling Georgia twice was pretty funny. Oregon, yeah, uh, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon was pretty funny. Yeah. Dennis I, got a comment here. It says, "Didn't cheat or have speculation of cheating?" That's a very select few. Uh-huh. Well, I think a lot of trainers go by this rule, Dennis. It's not cheating <laughs> until you get caught. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Horse racing in a nutshell. Brought to you by Papa Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. You got to laugh or you can cry, guys. That's that's your two options. Uh, listen, <laughs> the Cincinnati, the, the top three games we got listed there, mm-hmm. it's apples and oranges. Like, it, it's oh, hard yeah. to separate those three. Those were the three games that defined this college football season. Yep. Without any doubt. So, all right. Biggest uh, surprise team of the year. We both went Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of what we've covered. I mean, they came yep. out of nowhere. Uh, I had them. I said I'm the only one that put him in the top 25. I think I had him at 18. That's not exactly. I thought they'd go nine and three, something to that effect. So yeah, I, they got to be. I mean, they came out of nowhere in in you know won some games no one thought they would. So they're there. Uh, the second picks Baylor. We talked about them already. It went from two and seven to eleven and two. Mm-hmm. Who picked them to win the Big Twelve? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, same with the next two, Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. You could have made a lot of money if you picked Pittsburgh and Wake Forest to play for the ACC championship. You know that no one picked that. I don't think. Then we've talked about Houston and we've talked about Michigan State. Uh, I don't like to talk about the next one, but Oklahoma State had a heck of a season. Yeah, they did. And if they weren't big chokers, you know, they'd be twelve and one. Yep. And, you know, as it turned out, they, they wouldn't have gotten into the playoffs anyway. And then we've got Texas San Antonio because no one had ever heard of the Roadrunners, I don't think. And you gotta, you got to list the, the last two SEC teams, you know, Arkansas and Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's questionable. You can throw them out of there if you want. But with all the players they lost in the transfer portal and to win seven and play Alabama pretty close, you know, they, they had a great year. And, and Arkansas – if you look, look at their losses. Yeah. Number one, Alabama. Number three, Georgia. Number seven, Ole Miss. And then Auburn in a game, the officiating hurt them. That's right. Yes. Auburn, if they get some calls, they might beat them. And then they're nine and three with three losses against top seven uh, teams. So <laughs> I, I'm with the Arkansas. An incredible job. Sam Pittman, incredible job at Arkansas mm-hmm. without any doubt. So, uh, we'll go to the, to, to round it out. We'll go to the biggest disappointments of the year. And yeah, we both said this one's pretty easy as far as the top one, USC underachieved all year long. And, and now, you know, they're four and eight and they've got a new coach because of it. I mean, they, this team just has not been able to get it going. No. And every single, uh, poll thing here that I just read off to you had USC in the top 25, every yeah. single one. <laughs> So they were a complete uh, disaster, four and eight. No yep. one thought that, you know. Yep. So. And uh, that one I think is pretty obvious too. 
Well, before you go on, let me get the let me get the Arkansas point one more time because he said two. Russ says two yards away from the Sugar Bowl, meaning if they get the two point conversion and Beetle miss, mm-hmm. Arkansas is in the Sugar Bowl. Here's the deal: they lose to Ole Miss by one, and they gave Alabama all they wanted and had a chance to beat them. They lose on the road. By the way, Ole Miss was on the road, um, and uh, and also Alabama was on the road. Both right. these losses very close. Of course, they do get blown out to Georgia, and then you know the Auburn thing. They, they yeah. could have won ten. They could have. They could have also lost to Mississippi State real yeah. easy. So, but you're right, Russ. You're absolutely right. They had a great season. Yeah. And Jason says uh, no mention of Clemson. Aaron and I both discussed that. Aaron wanted to put Clemson in. I didn't put them in because they ended up nine and three, and they got in the top. They were in the top twenty-five. But you're right. They were a, a bad. Uh, disappointment well let's go through them and we can we can kind of make the argument why we didn't because we did the exact same thing over the phone when we were talking about this so let's do it live on the air north yeah. carolina okay they were horrible a lot of people mm-hmm. thought they'd be in the acc title game yeah and and let's see here uh, some of these publications that do this for a living like uh well the coaches don't they had north carolina number nine in their preseason poll mm-hmm. uh Athlon had him at number 10 and Lindy's had him at number nine. Yeah. They went, I think, eight and four uh, in the COVID year yeah. and lost four guys to the pros. Yeah. So six and six, I thought they're not going to, they're not a, they're not that big a deal, yeah. but a lot of his reputation uh, with Mac Brown. So they were very disappointing. Well, Indiana, the next one on the list, oh my they might have been the worst team in the Big Ten. I think they were. And they could have been the biggest disappointment. The only reason I didn't put up them up there is because they're not very good at any time. Iowa State, the team yeah. went seven and five, and yeah. they were supposed to, they had everybody back from a team that almost yeah. won the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, and they were the second team in the in the Big Twelve, you know, ranked in the Big Twelve coming into the year. It's a bitter disappointment. Yeah. Texas, how can you argue with that? And they yeah. lost six in a row, finished five and seven. Yeah, come on, they're they're. But just that, and Washington, oh my God! Yeah, disaster. Four and eight. Uh, Stanford. Not very many people had them in the top twenty-five, but I don't think very many people thought they'd go three and nine. No. no. And then Florida, uh, six and six, cost the coach's job. Horrible season. Ditto on LSU, six and six. Uh, everybody had them ranked in their top twenty-five, and A and M ended up eight and four and beat Alabama. But they also lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Mississippi, and LSU, and they were ranked in the top ten in mm-hmm. most people's polls. So I think they were a disappointment. Yep. And there may be more. I don't know. Yeah. No. I I just think that's because immediately Jason, I said, well, we got to put Clemson in there. He goes, well, let's read off these. It's like actually, since they kind of recovered, yeah. I mean, you look at their last four or five weeks, they were, they're playing pretty good, actually. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't think they did deserve to be on this list, even though they certainly were disappointing. Well, and, and to his defense, what he's I think what he's getting at is every single one of us had, an, had them in our top four. True. So yep. That's a pretty big disappointment. But they did they did rally and ended up nine and three. And they might have been the best team in the ACC at the end of the year, which didn't say anything. I think – if they played Pittsburgh right now, it would be a very, very close game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it. That's all we got uh, for today. 
Uh, by the way, uh, I'll show the site here. If, you, if you're looking for uh, articles on all these sports games, Papa Dude's got you covered here. Got a lot of the NFL games up right now. Got the Army-Navy game up there as well, if you want to check that out. Uh, what am, Papa Dude, I've got two more I'm getting ready to post for you as well. Uh, so pretty much all these NFL games are going to be covered in the month of December because we don't have a ton of college football to talk about in the month of December. Well, we get later uh, to the month. Right. I was thinking about that uh, today, Aaron. I was thinking, what am I going to write next week? And but the bowl games are Saturday and Sunday. They start yep. not Saturday, same Friday and Saturday. So yep. we'll start on the bowl games next week, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun too. These bowl games are very, very hard to pick. Yep. Very hard to pick. Yep. I listen. That's my expertise. The bowl games. All that's right. Where, good. That's where I get in. I've got. I've got. I've got them already down. I. I love the. I listen. The funny thing is, I say that. I, this guy, me, I watch every single bowl game. I love them. I don't know why. Even these terrible, like Middle Tennessee and whoever they're playing to start it off, I'll be watching it. So, um, I don't know. I've always just loved them. And even now, even with the players, half of them not playing on these big teams, I don't care. I'll still watch them. So, uh, yeah. So, go to racingnews.com slash sports for that. Uh, if you're on the homepage, just click other sports and then click all sports. And then there they are. You can, you can check that out. Uh, if you just want to see the NFL, you can click on that, and that's just NFL articles and so on. Also, we have free NHL picks every night as well, uh, so you can click on that. How, how you doing on those right now, Aaron? Uh, right now, season record is eighty-nine and seventy-nine okay. on the NFL and uh, or excuse me, NHL and eleven and nine so far this week. Ten games tonight, though, so we really get going. Oh yeah. Uh, tonight in Magic, you'll like this. I'm picking the Detroit Red Wings to right. upset the St. Louis Blues tonight. Well, we're beat up, that's for sure. Oh, my God. We don't have – I don't even – whoops. I don't even know who's going to be uh, playing goal. I guess Lindgren will play in goal yep. tonight. Uh, really exciting win for the Blues on Tuesday night, though. Great, great, great win for the Blues. And, uh, by the way, I've just kind of been – because we're transitioning to uh, basketball uh, soon. And I've been kind of practicing on the NBA – and it's not pretty. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of games right, but the point spreads are killing me. So the NBA is pretty tough, you know. But well, it's fun, and I've been practicing with them and kind of keeping up because, believe it or not, I do uh, take this pretty seriously, and I do a little bit of research on them. So I'm kind of getting the, in, a little bit on the NCAA basketball, which really doesn't get going until after Christmas when we start playing conference. So it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun when we make the transition over from full-time football to full-time basketball and hockey, which you love and I do too. So, yeah. Anyway. Hockey I'll watch every night, no matter who's playing. So, yeah, yeah, tonight will be a fun one. I'll have it on in the background during Blinkers Off, which will be happening tonight. And then also Magic Mike show coming up in its normal time. Also, and I, God dang it, I, I dropped my thing there. But uh, also, if you go to YouTube, you can check out a lot of videos on uh, race previews as well. Uh, and you can go to the website and see that too. Magic and I doing a lot of uh, video work with race previews. And I think that's something you and I will do, Papa Dude, in the future uh, for sports as well. So look for that. Well, a lot of YouTube you've been, you've been telling content me, right now. You've been telling me that for a long time. I know, and it's just... It's it's more of I'm not as good as Magic on editing these, and he makes them and look, makes them look so good. And if you and I do them, they're not going to look very good. And so I got to figure figure that. Well, out. you know, I've been clearing time each week on my very busy busy schedule for these, and, the, and it's kind of cutting into my 
nap time, you know. But anyway, well, I do want to mention uh, my wife. um, She's been baking, Aaron. Ooh, that means Christmas candy. Okay. And she gave me. I don't know if you guys can see this, but this is a little canister full of peanut but uh, peanut clusters, chocolate. Uh They're sitting, and she put it here on my desk. And I can't keep from eating them. <laughs> I'm going to gain 50 pounds here until this thing is empty. I about got them all uh, taken care of. So I think she's going to make fudge next. So Ooh, wow. it's, that, it's that time of the year. It is that time of the year. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But um, are you like me with the weather the way it is? It doesn't feel like Christmas at all. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yes, a thousand percent. Like we're getting ready to go to New York for Heather's family. Gosh, that's only about eight days away until I know. we fly out or nine. I think. I think we fly out on the nineteenth. And usually, it's I'm worried about snow and the weather. Yeah. And it's like it's the spring right now. I have not bought one Christmas present because I haven't even think. I don't even think it's Christmas. Yeah. And today's what the ninth? I think. Yes, today's the ninth. That's not good. So, anyway. Uh, Curtis asked me a question down there. Yeah, let's let's do this question. Let's do this. What is your? He says, "Papa dude, what is your favorite movie, uh, Christmas movie, to watch in the recliner?" All right, Magic. I never watch movies, hardly ever. Uh-huh. Probably the only person on on the planet that's never seen ET. No, I haven't. I've never seen Home Alone. No, shut up. No. I'm not. Uh, all those Die Hard and Gladiator and the, all that shit. I've never seen those. Never. Don't want to. Now, my wife will watch anything. I don't care what it is. She'll watch it. She loves movies. I hate them. But I do have a favorite Christmas movie. Okay. It's got to be Christmas Vacation. Oh. And, no, isn't that what the name of that is? Yep. Yep. With with Chevy Chase and, yep. and that's my favorite. I can watch that anytime. It's now my wife movie. loves Elf. Yeah. I absolutely hate that movie. That's a, I don't like it. I thought that was the dumbest, stupid. Here's another thing. I'm probably one of the only people, and Aaron will disagree with me on this too, and that's fine. I don't think Will Ferrell's funny at all. But Aaron loves him. I and think I don't think he's funny in Elf. I do think he's funny in many, many other things. I like him in Anchorman. <laughs> fantastic yeah no, i like that one i'll go for that but not the the elf i thought elf was i was really looking forward to elf i was i thought this yeah. would probably be pretty good i would give that a minus four <laughs> i thought that was the most stupid movie i've ever seen in my life i want to i want to back up you've never seen home alone no no wow not that you named some other no, I've seen Wizard of Oz a hundred times, but uh, wow. uh, no, I love Christmas Vacation. I thought I had another one here in my head. And it's, oh, talking about, oh, I th- oh <laughs> my second favorite. <laughs> I love this one. Bad Santa. Oh, yes. Bad Santa. I don't know. I don't know if that's really a Christmas movie, but yes. Bad well, Santa. It is it's Santa Claus. <laughs> it's fantastic. Now, I do like Billy Bob. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, what's, let's see. Bad Santa, Sling Blade. That may be one of my top five favorite movies of all time. It's a good movie. Yeah. Great movie. And the one where he plays the uh, P- 
PE teacher. I think he's a PE teacher. What's that? Oh, what is that called? Woodhouse. Uh, what? What? Mr. Woodhouse, isn't it, or something? Wood. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. That is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you what's that. Your favorite, yeah. What's your favorite? My favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch, no doubt. I've never seen that either. The you, the original Grinch you've seen? No, I haven't. Um, oh, you mean the cartoon? Yeah. Not yes. the movie. Not the movie. Well, the movie, the cartoon is a movie. No, I've never seen With Jim Carrey? No, no, no. Oh, the okay. original Grinch, even though it's a cartoon, it's still a movie. Oh, it is? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I've seen Oh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I like that. I never liked it. No. <laughs> well, that's I, I never was it. That's not a movie. I like The Grinch. Uh, Christmas Vacation is obviously number two. I don't like Jim Carrey Grinch at all. Oh, no. That was terrible. Terrible. Uh, the new I don't like Jim Carrey Grinch either. Is good. What's I don't that? Like Jim, I don't like Jim Carrey. I used to. I don't much anymore. It's too freaking weird for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, like the Ace Ventura movies, he was good in that. but yeah, kind of. He was not good in The Grinch. I, yeah, no, Magic. <laughs> the Grinch is definitely my favorite. All right, Magic, what's your favorite? Yeah, yeah, you're talking shit. Uh, Jason <laughs> says he likes Christmas Vacation as well. Um. Yeah. No. I. I like. I've always liked the Grinch. The Santa Claus. A Santa Claus. I've heard of that. Is that uh, the dude from? Um, oh, what's his name? Who's the Who's the main guy? Magic. The The dude from. Uh, I can't. Home Improvement. Is that that guy? Was he the oh, Santa Tim Claus? Tim Allen. Tim. Yeah. Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that bastard either. I. I don't. Uh. Oh. Mine is It's a Wonderful Life. Whoa, Magic. You're pretty cultured. I've never seen it. That's old. I was going to say, I've never seen it. It's black and white, man. Um, Yeah. Jason says, everyone can relate their own family to the crystal hey, That's absolutely right, Jason. I used to do that. I used to decorate the house. Aaron can remember. I used to decorate the house, climb up on the top of the house. I had yeah. lights everywhere. They would go out every single day. Yeah. I'd come home from uh, work and I'd have to go out there and readjust them and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's me for sure. Yeah. But that movie was just, you know, all of those vacation movies I can really? watch. Except the European one. I didn't like that one. Uh, Magic says, yeah, I didn't like that one either. Magic says, uh, It's a Wonderful Life from 1954. Wow. Chris, are you still on here? Maybe Chris has one. Yeah, Chris, uh, by the way, I put that up when we were talking. Uh, Chris is, uh, you know, in Plattsburgh waiting for Heather and I's arrival. I'm sure he's at the airport nine days early waiting for us. But he says they have snow up there. And of course you do. You always do. It'll be freezing when we go up there. I wouldn't mind a little snow around Christmas. I no. Listen, no. I, not, I do. With snow comes bad cold weather. That's all. Just to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, gosh, a wonderful life. Never seen that one. Hmm. Which one? Wonderful oh, it's life? a wonderful life. I've never seen it. Oh, I don't think you would like it. Probably not. How about that? Hey, listen, the, the holiday movie that plays around here the most is for Halloween, Hocus Pocus. Heather loves Hocus Pocus. I think it's awful. She loves it. We watch it five times a year. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, Jason, you're up in New York uh, there. Not, not quite as far up as Plattsburgh. You guys probably have some snow as well. Anybody got a favorite TV show uh, Christmas episode? Hey, what about the claymation uh, Rudolph? No. Rudolph and Frosty, those clay. I don't know. What Remember that those? Is. I don't know what that is. 
Oh my god. What do you mean claymation? Hold on. Let me find a picture. You'll okay. I think you'll know. People gotta know what I'm talking about. Do you do you remember the Andrew Griffith one where um the old evil uh, store owner keeps wanting he's all by himself for Christmas and he kinda he's after these people to pay the rent or something and they don't pay their rent. He ends up in jail because he, he wanted to be with people on Christmas. I gotta be honest, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a clue. That was pretty good. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna put this up. Can you see all the this this Rudolph thing? Oh yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, that was good. I don't like anything that's not real. I like the snowman, the abominable snowman guy. It's cool. You don't like that? No, I don't like any. I don't. I just. I, just, I never liked cartoons when I was a kid, really. <sighs> okay. Yeah, Rudolph and Foss, uh, Frosty are too sad in the middle of them. They both oh. are, Jason. They're really sad. Yeah. yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. No. They're really mean to Rudolph. Really. Yeah. Frosty melts, doesn't he? I think <laughs> probably the poor guy. <laughs> oh Lord! All yeah, right. Rudolph, though, Rudolph's he's, he's pretty cool. I, I, yeah, he's he's one of my favorite characters. Rudolph, there he is. Uh, what's this? Merry uh, Christmas. No, that's the Rudolph from the from that Christmas show. I know. Yeah, I I I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I I don't believe I've ever seen that. <laughs> Have you ever watched a South Park Christmas? No, okay. no, I don't watch TV. You can just ask Sandy; she'll tell you. I, I, unless it's reruns, I just don't. I don't know. That's yeah, pretty. Jason says Frosty melts in the shit. Yeah, they shit all over Rudolph. Yeah, they they're so mean to Rudolph. It is kind of sad. Whoa, that's not good at all. Maybe you need to watch that. Maybe you will enjoy it. See? No. All right. Well, you're probably. I don't, like, to... I don't like any animals that are abused, even if they're claymation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you bet on horses. Whoa, okay. So now we will get off of here with that comment. Uh, your homework tonight, Papa Dude, is to watch Home Alone. Um, no. Don't write another article until you watch Home Alone tonight. So I'm sure Sandy would find it somewhere if I wanted to watch it. Now that woman can watch. <laughs> yeah. She'll sit sometimes when there's ball games on, she don't want to watch them. She'll go in another room and watch movies for five, six hours. Yeah. I can't do the same. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Harry Potter movies. You watch them all in succession. Never, never seen a one. All right, we gotta go. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, I'm getting ready to go record some videos with Magic. We've got three Oakland previews out for Friday, Saturday, Sunday up on YouTube now, and we'll have Los Al uh, Futurity up uh, a little bit later today. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Home Alone is on Disney Plus, by the way. I'm sure she knows that. <laughs> and uh, Los Al and Mr. Prospector previews will be out a little bit later today. Once we get off here, Magic and I will record those. Check out Magic Mike show at its normal time. And check out Blinkers Off later on tonight. It's going to be a good night uh, for the Racing Dudes channel. All right, guys. We'll see you right back here for Dudes Who Bet Sports on Monday. Good luck and everybody have a great weekend. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then
then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Ho. 